Hello, everyone. This is Wes Miller with Pigskins and Pageantry, a podcast dedicated to all things SEC football and proud member of Blue Wire Hustle. Join me, Jesse, and Matt each week as we discuss last week's games, news around the league, predictions for next week's matchups, and more. And what's up, everybody? It is Wes after a stunning weekend, a stunning SEC championship. We are here to summarize and uh, give you our thoughts. Um, I know I have some pretty strong thoughts. I know, Jesse, you do as well. Uh, but officially, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm, I'm good. I've had some time to uh, calm down and process. I'm sure you have, hopefully. Um, and no, Matt did not just choose to, uh, you know, step out of this one. I know it probably <laughs> seems that way that he wanted to just avoid this interaction. Um, but he, he had some other things going on tonight, but we're all okay here. All right. Yeah. If, if the past uh, couple of weeks have taught us anything, um, it's, it's, I think what, what we already knew, hopefully other fans know too, and that's that the the fandoms can interact without uh, name calling and uh, other shenanigans. So, um, yep. It is and disagree. And disagree. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Isn't that a, a, an amazing thought? I can disagree with you and not be uh, incredibly angry with you and call you names and berate you. I know. It's, what a foreign thought, right? <laughs> so, I know, especially um, since you know we don't actually play football. Yeah, exactly. As I say, we're not even the ones on the field. So uh -huh. um, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the only game from last weekend. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. And that that clip stings a little bit more than usual. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I um, if I mean, obviously, uh, unless you've lived under a rock, you know what happened. Uh, Georgia lost soundly uh, to Alabama. Uh, 41 to 24. If there's any consolation, it's um, I got the uh, I got the point in this one. There you go. Uh, because and, and the funny thing is, is I only picked a four point win for Bama. Obviously, it was a lot more than that. I think you had I think you had three points or maybe you yeah. had two. One of you had two. One of you had three. I think points. I, I had can't remember. two. Yeah, it was it was much. It was y'all had it much closer. So anyway, we we're going to win by a safety. Right, right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those games where um, it had an interesting feel to it. Um, the the first half, obviously, um, I think Georgia gave up more points in the first half than they had all season in a game. Um, so there was that. We kind of expected a, a challenge. Um, um, obviously, we're going against an elite offense um, and against a, a likely what will be an eventual Heisman winner. Um, I would also like to point out that in the last show, when I made my my pick, Matt said, um, Wes, you think Bama's going to put up uh, 28 points against Georgia? And I was like, <laughs> actually, my pick was just to try to reverse the juju, but um, yep. it turns out that it was not only that, but a lot more. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I think that one team was was kind of playing for its life here. Well, not kind mm -hmm. of, it was. Um, yep. and, and one team knew that it could make it to the playoffs, even if it lost. And I think that showed in this, um, not taking anything away from Alabama, uh, but we have definitely watched them struggle more than we typically do this year. 
Um, and we've seen Georgia just be dominant. And then uh, we saw the complete antithesis of that in this game for both teams, really. Um, here, I mentioned the Heisman er, uh, earlier. Here's kind of the deal uh, with that. Um, picture this, okay? Early, earlier this year, Bryce Young, he reached for the Heisman, okay? His fingers just like grazed the trophy and it clatters to the floor. Like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just, I can't. Not to worry, the Georgia defense was like, don't worry, Bryce, we got it for you, okay? I think you wanted this, was, was this what you wanted? And then proceeded to essentially hand him the trophy in this last game. I mean, because it's I mean- like me when I'm in the grocery store because <laughs> I can't reach the top shelf. And so yeah. I can sometimes stand on my tippy toes or maybe the bottom shelf Yeah, and I can try and I can like touch, my nails can touch it, like touch yeah. the can. Yeah. But then I, I look and someone's there and they're like, this oh. what you needed and i'm like yes thank you so much <laughs> so so georgia's defense was that helpful person in the grocery store like i got it it's okay um we, so uh what um and you'll probably remember this stat better than me because um i'm sure it aggravated you but auburn sacked bryce young what like eight times was it eight times in the game about that yeah it was a lot seven, of times seven or eight yep we, we sacked him zero times um and uh, I mean, even when we managed to get to him, it seemed like we would just whiff on the sack and we don't even know how to tackle. So I like, I don't even know what was going on with that. So there's that aspect of the game and I'm just getting all my stuff out of the way. No, and then, go then for we'll, it, go for we'll, it. We're we'll here. Get, we'll get to yours for this sure. This is safe space. Yeah, exactly. And Matt's not here, so we got extra time. So anyway, um, yeah. the- and, and I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not like I'm, yeah, it's not like you're- Nothing you say is gonna make me mad. It's not like you're steaming about a loss or anything. Um, not that I would ever do that. Um, the the motivation or lack thereof is the only thing I can attribute this to. I mean, like I said, we, we've watched th these teams kind of switch places the last the last week or so. Um, Alabama doesn't lose in Atlanta. That's true. Um, and I'll get to that. I'll get to Mercedes Benz. I've got a beef with them. Um, <laughs> and and I should also just start this entire episode off with a slight apology. Um, I'm not actually sorry, but I feel like I should say it is I did say before the Braves won the world series that I would sacrifice every other Georgia team so that the Braves could win a world series because they're the only Georgia team I actually care about. Right. I do feel as though that is being taken into consideration Possibly. with the man upstairs. So we, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, those of us from Georgia were hoping, or at least Georgia fans, you know, whatever I, Sort of, I don't really pull for the Falcons. I just grew up cheering for the Steelers. But, um, I, you know, when they're not playing them, I kind of, you know, whatever, go Falcons just because they're the home team. But it's not going to break my heart if they do bad. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was hoping that the, that the Braves may have broken the, uh, the curse for Georgia. But uh, we'll see. I mean, the jury's still out. Um, we'll talk more about that, too. But um, here's, here's another thing. So, Jamison Williams and John Mechie, are, it's like their show, like all game. And yet, what do we do? We just decide to be like, oh man, go ahead and run by us. It's cool. Just, you know, check in on your way by. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you in the end well, zone Well, you mentioned that though last <clears throat> week because no one else has ever, this season, has really ha tested Georgia's secondary because right. they haven't had to. Right. Because, you know, the front is just, the line is solid. Everything's great. So no one has really given them a solid test. Right. And I think... You know, if I recall, I think that's what you were probably nervous about was yep. what were these wide receivers going to do 
um, against a Georgia secondary that has not been tested thus far. And I think we saw that yeah. there might be some holes in that secondary. Well, and I think Kirby, he summed it up excellently when he talked about it. He said, we're not getting pressure on Bryce. He's going to pick you apart if you don't get pressure. That exact thing happened. And because of that, the uh, receivers were able to showcase their skills, really. I mean, and it, I mean, you know, even if Georgia had an elite secondary, which we still don't really know because it's not been tested against other teams, we've seen an elite offense go against them. Uh, yep. But, um, you know, I, I would suspect that Bama would do this against a lot of people anyway because their receivers are just incredible. But even when Mechie went down, it still was like the Williams show, and we're still like mm – -hmm. No, nah, man, run by us. It's okay. I'm like, what is going on here? It's like we took we took stupid pills or have like muscle relaxers. Uh, yeah, in the, in I mean, the Alabama had 319 yards in the second quarter alone. Right. Yeah. No, that that second quarter was was insane. Um, now, to the people who think that I'm not a fan because I get frustrated with my team, I'm sorry. I can have an objective opinion about the struggles. I look, it's just identifying issues, in my opinion, which you know, obviously. Um, things that need to be addressed. I hope that this serves to like wake the dogs up. Um, not to say that they weren't um, awakened all season. I think we had good focus for a lot of stuff, but sometimes um, you aren't aware of what you need to work on until it's mm -hmm. exposed. And it was definitely exposed Saturday. Um, so, um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're going to have to do a lot of work, have a lot of serious discussions before we even talk about uh, success in the playoffs, which, Obviously, Bama, you know, foreshadowing. Uh, both of us made it to the, to the playoff, mm -hmm. thankfully. But, um, you know, that's going to be a, a, a different conversation when we get there. So, um, like I said, I hope this is the kick in the pants that we needed to get better. But, you know, half of me doesn't want to allow myself an ounce of hope, as we've talked about much on this show. Um, yeah. Okay, and also a lot of people want to put this loss on Stetson Bennett. And I would just like to say that the dude threw for 340 yards, three touchdowns. I know he had the two picks, including a pick six, but we left some points out there. We should have probably gone for a field goal at, at one point, and we did not uh, left that out there. Um, and the defense played simply awful. I think this was a full team loss. This wasn't a, oh, man, Stetson Bennett blew it for us. Um, now, I'm not saying that I would not support JT starting because – Honestly, I think it's kind of six, one half dozen of the other. I think if JT is on his game, he's probably the better quarterback, but we don't really know that. Um, and we don't know how rusty he is after, after the injury. We've, he's also we've, prone to injury. Right. My fear, and I'm not a George fan. I don't, I don't care, but my fear is you put him out there, somebody sacks him once. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's got another ailment. Um, and I agree. I don't, I don't think you guys know what it would be like to have him at the helm because while you had him for a couple games, he's not the guy that got you there. Right. Um, Stetson Bennett is, and yeah, he had some mistakes, but you can look, I mean, at the guy who could potentially and will likely win the Heisman. He puts up stats like that as well. Everyone's going to throw an interception. Everyone's going to do that. But the thing is too, is, Say, you know, say he didn't throw two interceptions, mm -hmm. say, you know, whatever. You still would have lost, you know, with, just given that the defense gave up still more points. Right. Um, I, you know, I don't know. You can pick it apart every day and say that it's Stetson did sure. this or so-and-so did this. 
But and people at the will end also. Of the day, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just say at the end of the day, it's offense and defense have to be clicking. Yeah, and everyone are, has to do their job. Absolutely, people are already you know uh, you know ripping Kirby. Oh, he's got a five star quarterback that he let sit on the bench. And I'm like, that that sounds great, and that's that's what people write on the headline, right? But you don't understand. There's nuance to that. There's reasons behind why these decisions are made. Mm -hmm. It's not just a a cut and dried thing. Um, you know, I know people are going to bash Kirby. Uh, I know that uh, I know we're going to have memes and blah 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 that have already been. Uh, but the 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 most comical part about this is that like a lot of these people making fun are are fans of teams that didn't have the kind of haven't had the kind of success Georgia's had over the last decade, and most of their teams weren't playing in this game, so it kind of loses its sting a little bit. Um, but well, uh, it, Georgia still got to the playoffs. I don't right. know if anybody realizes this, but like, yes, the loss sucks. But even with the loss, you're in the playoffs. And here's the thing. It, it's not like you're playing for second place. You're playing for it all. You just right. have to you just have to win the next game. Um, this was not a, a lose and go home situation for, for you guys. It was right. for us. Right. We had to win. Yeah. And and um well, yeah. So, and, and it's like, um, like you said, unfortunately, um, a lot of the bowl games that are not in the playoffs have been viewed as kind of, you know, lesser and people sit out and et cetera, et cetera. This, like you said, this is not one of those. It's not like we're in the whatever bowl that, you know, everybody's going to sit out of because they don't want to get hurt and they're going to go to the draft type of thing. Uh, we still have a chance. That's the thing is people want to get down. And I'm like, dude, you realize we're still in it. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Jesse, you, you remember, um, I think it was two, 2017, the season when Georgia lost to Auburn soundly in almost the same fashion uh, in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the game where Gus Malzahn famously said, we kicked, we kicked the dog crap out of him. Remember that? And, yep. um, and then Georgia came back in the SEC championship and got the win against Auburn. And it was, I don't, that game, I don't think, was that close either. Uh, flipped. Um, I don't think it was, like, way out of control, but it wasn't, like, close either. So, anyway, I say that to say it is possible um, to learn from the loss. And, um, you know, if, if if that doesn't, you know, wake us up, I don't know what will. So, I, I think it will. And we, there's, there's a lot of leaders on the team. We lost to Texas A&M. Yeah. We almost lost to Auburn and had to go into four overtimes. And then came and beat the number one defense in the country, a defense that was typically allowing 6.9 uh, points per game that also only allowed 230.9 yards a game. Mm -hmm. And then we put up 41 points. And then, like you know, I mentioned earlier, 319 yards just in the second quarter. You never know what is going to happen on any given Saturday, even in the SEC championship you truly don't know. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Bryce's stats right now and obviously we can talk about it in just a little bit. I know he's now clearly the front runner for the Heisman, but he still only completed 26 of 44 passes. Um, I mean, yes, he had 421 yards and, you know, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And he was the MVP, but 26 for 44, um, you know, similar stats to Stetson Bennett. Stetson had 29 for 48. Right. They're right there. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it was it was wild. Um, Bryce surpassed SEC championship uh, game record for passing yards in a game. 
he beat the record of Mac Jones, who did that last season. Um, Alabama, in this game, this is our seventh SEC title in 10 years, which is, I know most people look at the national titles, but I think conference titles are a really big deal. Obviously, now you need to get typically through your conference uh, title game in order to go to the national championship or the playoff, rather. So very exciting. Um, And I think we finally started to see a cohesive Bama unit, which I know sounds silly considering the record that we have and the performance that we put together. But it felt like in previous games that it was like offense was on, offense was on, defense was off. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it started to shift to defense is on, offense is kind of off. And I finally felt like we were firing on all cylinders. Of course, um, you know, injury, once we get to the playoff game, it's going to be maybe an issue, especially with an ACL tear uh, to Mechie there, which is, is not great. Um, but we'll, we'll deal with that. Obviously we have um, Jameson. So hopefully he kind of steps up and I'm sure we have somebody else that we can also plug and play with. But I think it, yeah, this game for me really did have Bryce emerge as the Heisman. And I know I said last week that I didn't think he deserved it. Um I'm, I'm kind of eating my words right now. There was uh, several people in the comments on that clip who had a, a little beef with you. And I was I, I responded and I was like, well, heaven forbid she'd be an objective fan about her own team, which I know is doesn't always happen with you. But no, uh, this I'm, time you I'm did. So so. <laughs> I'm, I'm incredibly biased. And that's why people, you know, will say stuff to me. They're like, you're really biased on the show. And I'm like, yeah, it's our show. Right. I can be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed we, to be. We're just going to be ourselves. Yeah. I went there. I worked for them. Like, I'm in it. This is this is everything. It means more to me than it probably should. But <laughs> that's, the, that's the SEC's motto, isn't it? It, yeah, it the, just means more than it should or it means more. too much or something. But, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, get mad at me for last week because I, I was being super picky about things. But. He, he proved me wrong. Um, he showed me he could change <laughs> and, and he deserves the Heisman in my, in my eyes. It really just did. It catapulted him to the front. Um, and again, I, I think, and I know I said it before and I said it at the beginning of the season and I was saying it throughout the season and people in person were getting all over me for it. But he said at the beginning that Georgia had a, a cakewalk schedule. And then we were like, oh, when our, when they were about to play Arkansas, we're like, oh, maybe Arkansas is like, oh, maybe it's not that easy. And then we're like, well, it actually is that easy. And then, you know, we kept going and it didn't change. And I think we finally saw that, yes, Georgia has a good offense and a great defense. However, I don't know if it was as elite as we anticipated once they finally got up next to an opponent that was equal you know, that was on the same, you know, level that they were because Clemson wasn't it. I mean, they, they weren't it. Look, look at them. Yeah. They're not in the playoffs. They didn't even make it to their own conference championship. No. So yeah, I don't know. This game was, um, so much. I was very nervous in the first quarter, like the first quarter I was, I was, I I tried to congratulate you in the, like the third quarter and you were like, I'm still nervous. (laughs) I was, I don't trust anything. Um, and I was, I know I was telling you this before the show, but we were in a bar that was a Georgia bar, apparently, even though we're in South Carolina 
And I was one of the very few Bama fans there. And at first, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awful. This is just going to be the worst. I'm going to have to leave. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, everyone else is leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, it was was one of those. I did not get in any bar fights. We're thankful. Yeah, so were my friends. I warned wanna, them. I was like, "Don't want to have to come get you. That would not be, that would not be good." I know. My friend looked at me because I was like, "I've been known to get into verbal altercations," and she was like, "No, because then I have to get into verbal altercations, and then my husband has to back us up, and we're not doing that." And I was like, "All right, that's fine. I'll keep it together." Um, and I did. So I thought you guys would be very proud of me. But I mean, at this point, I think we should be excited as an sec we have two teams in the playoff we we have half of the playoff right sec has you know like a 50 percent chance of winning so that's that's exciting that's great for our conference yeah um, and everybody has a bowl game except for mandy that is true i mean poor vandy but you know it is a tremendous accomplishment uh, we tied our own record of the most teams uh to make it so um that's pretty cool um, I, I know, um, I know a lot of people saw this, uh, you know, Saban, uh, famously talks about the rat poison, uh, but he it. said the rat poison this week was yummy. Um, because, you know, uh, Bama doesn't usually find themselves as an underdog and usually when they do good things happen. So, um, if by chance we end up facing Bama again, um, I don't want to be favored because that's ridiculous. Um, and then. <laughs> Corso also picked Bama, and I think Saban said that's because he's the oldest and wisest of the. We uh, were all so nervous. I say we as like a fan base. As mm. soon as he picked us, we were like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no." That can that can be a problem sometimes. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would call it a curse, but you know, you never know. The Corso um, curse. It's real. And yeah, it's real. Um, we were nervous, but it no, ended up being okay. I would like to address one thing about the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, PA system. I don't know if I missed them playing stuff that is Georgia-themed. Maybe I did. Maybe they played Georgia stuff, and I, I just didn't hear it. But when they were playing Dixieland Delight, that really ticked me off. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, dude, you're just supposed to host. This is supposed to be a place for both fandoms. This is not like making it into a home game here. Um, I don't know. They maybe. Do you guys have a song that like you guys play at your games? That is. I mean, there's like your thing. I mean, there's like the the band songs. I, we don't really play too much over the PA system. I mean, there's gotcha. there's songs that we play at the beginning of the game, like um, uh, the Who's Baba O'Reilly and stuff like that. Uh, but that's usually pregame. Uh, maybe gotcha. they played that. Maybe they played that before the game, uh, and I missed it. I don't know. I don't know. But, I, um, I I did hear parts of Dixieland. I um because I was not like watching it at my home, it was very hard to hear. Like, I couldn't hear the commentary or right. anything well, because like of, that. So. Because of you guys, my ears are tuned to that. So I, I picked it out immediately. I was like, what? What is going on here? So, um, but anyway, that's, uh, that it is what it is there in a small beef. Um, final thought from me, we're down, we're not out. Uh, we got to gear up for Michigan, as we'll talk about later. So, um, we will do um, we will do a bowl um, preview show uh, in the, probably next week ish or a week or two something like that. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, because I got that uh, right, the current pickem standings I've got thirty eight. Matt has thirty four. Jesse has thirty two. But these bowls are there's tons of points. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. I will take being wrong on this one. 
I felt the same way. I was like, I would gladly lose uh, a point to somebody or not get a point at all um, if it meant that Georgia could win. But uh, I just meant the deficit, the the point deficit. Like, right, I right, picked right. just winning by two. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, did you have any more thoughts about the SEC championship before we move on? Relief. So much relief. Yeah. Relief and roll tide. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, I don't even know. So if Georgia were to happen to beat Alabama uh, at some point, whether it be this year or whatever, I don't even know if it makes much of a difference because at this point it's so, like, imbalanced. I don't even know what you could say. It's just like, um, for me, uh, it, for me, it's like a selfish reason now. I just want people to just shut up, right? Yeah. It's like, just, like, uh, beat them and be done with it. Um, prove to yourself it would be proving to ourselves that we can do it, uh, which apparently uh, we haven't been able to uh, figure out yet, so... Uh, more to follow on that. Hey, we got to get there first, right? Both of us. Um, yes. Can't our the Bama and and Georgia can't lose focus because um, I have the feeling that both teams are going to give us uh, a challenge, Cincy and Michigan. So hopefully not too much. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll go ahead and talk about a little bit of news. Here's the news. <laughs> All right. Well, as we already mentioned, we talked about the latest CFP rankings. Uh, number one, Alabama. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Georgia. And number four, Cincinnati. That sets up for, you know, obviously the semifinals, Bama against Cincinnati and Michigan uh, against Georgia. Uh, the, both of those games will be on uh, December the 31st. Um, so uh, we will uh, we will see how that goes and we'll get uh, ready for those in our bowl preview show. Um Number five, uh, Notre Dame. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Baylor. Number eight, Ole Miss. Shout out to Ole Miss. Great season. Ten wins, ten and two. Uh, Oklahoma State at number nine. Number ten, Michigan State. And then the rest of the SEC in the top 25, number one, Arkansas, or number 21, Arkansas, and number 22, Kentucky, and number 25, Texas A&M. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, did you have any thoughts on those? Any any of those teams surprise you there or any of that? No, I don't think there's any surprises there. Um, I guess maybe Notre Dame being that <laughs> at number five. I don't get it, but okay. They don't have that penalty um, extra game. And I often wonder, I, I have often wondered um, after Brian Kelly left, if maybe he left because of that. It seems like Notre Dame has no interest and getting into a conference unless they're forced to like him last leaving year. leaving is exactly that. I think it's him telling his school that he doesn't think that Notre Dame has the opportunity to get back in a playoff unless they join a conference. And right. I would have to agree. I think at some point, same thing that I think we're starting to see with USC. I think older generations look at these historic schools like a Notre Dame, like a USC and things like that. And they're like, like historic program, name recognition, all of that. But with, you know, newer and younger fans, it's losing its, its luster because we weren't alive when they were good. You know, that people don't care as much anymore. New sort of juggernauts are, you know, stepping forward. So I think, I think Notre Dame's luster will start to wear off. And, you know, they're sitting at number five. They're not mm -hmm. going in the top four. And unless they join a conference like they had to last year, you know what no one you know that is going to want to coach there i don't know that's what i think brian kelly's move is that and he wanted to work on his southern accent but <laughs> i agree and um you know was it uh 95 mil 
doesn't hurt either or that's true as well whatever so a lot of millions of dollars yeah um but yeah that one was just the only one that kind of stands out to me and it's always going to stand out to me because they don't play anybody and do you, do you think that the committee got the top four right um yeah I, as of right now yes right like i know it's not going to change obviously but i am very interested to see how Cincinnati does and not just because they're playing Alabama, but just in general, I want to know how they'll do. And then I think if they do well this year, that actually, you know, helps them make a statement for years to come because right now they really do. They have to prove themselves They're The committee is saying like, we'll take you seriously. We'll put you up here because you are undefeated. You also have to prove that later on you deserve to be here, that even if you are undefeated, in a, a conference that doesn't have, you know, a lot of ranked teams or a lot of competition that you can beat really competitive teams. And I think we're going to find out because I, I think if they don't do well this year, there's no way that the committee puts them back in in later mm-hmm. years, unless they start playing bigger schools. It kind of started last year when they, they, they played Georgia well in the bowl game. They didn't win, but they played them to the wire. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of made a statement. Um, so uh, your boy Greg McElroy uh, has an, uh, the opinion that uh, Cincinnati matches up well with Bama. He said um, that because they're just a they're a a bigger sized team. Uh, mm-hmm. The the games that they've struggled in this season have been against kind of like undersized fast teams uh, that are kind of playing an unorthodox kind of football. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting. I I don't necessarily think Cincinnati's going to win, but I think that they have potential to at least make a game of it. So um, it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, they're just thrilled to be there um, to um, uh, kind of, I mean, historic first group of five team to make it to the playoff. So, um, you know, they're, they're obviously playing with a a lot of other people's uh, hopes on their shoulders too, to to kind of uh, put those teams out there too. So, um, all right, next, let's talk about the Heisman finalists. So we've got four. We've got, uh, obviously, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, defensive end from Michigan, uh, Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, and then C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Um, like I said, I mean, so a lot of these guys have had uh, tremendous performances. I know uh, Kenny Pickett has had historic um, numbers um, in, in terms of uh, – I think the most touchdowns in the ACC, I think you've just passed Deshaun Watson or whoever was up top mm-hmm. of that list. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of impressive stats out there, but I, I think it's, especially with a performance against the, the Georgia's defense, I think it's going to go to Bryce. I assume you agree or what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think I, I said it just a little bit ago, but I was, I was wrong. I am not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, but I'm also not afraid to criticize my own team, nor am I afraid to criticize my own quarterback. So I'm, I'm not ashamed for making that statement, but I'm also happy to be wrong. And I think it would be really awesome, despite how I, silly I feel the Heisman is sometimes, back-to-back Heisman winners for Alabama. It's, it's been a really odd year for Heisman stuff um this year because um it it really feels like you know a lot of a lot of years we have you know players who just have breakout performances week in and 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 week out and and tremendous performances and um you know a lot of times there's clear front runners people who have just had solid seasons 
uh, even if it's more than one person. Uh, yep. But th this year we haven't really had that. It's been, you've had players, they'll have struggles. They'll have good, good games. It's not like one player or maybe even a handful of players that have had like consistently, oh my gosh, performances week in, week out. So. Yeah, I feel like it was very similar in a way to, to last year. Well, last year was like a different way, right? Like last year we had Trevor Lawrence, we had Mac Jones, we obviously had Devontae Smith. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head who else was there, but you had so many talented players that you were like, it really could go to any of them. Mm -hmm. And then this year we're like, well, I don't know. Who's the, who's the standout? Which is funny because <laughs> last year was the weird year where we played, you know, only within conference. But yeah, it's it was weird that I had to look up who was going to be the Heisman finalist because I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. outside of Bryce Young I had you know I had no idea right and I wonder if um, maybe they just threw a bunch of names in a hat we're like let's all right these guys have been kind of impressive uh, I'll put his name in I put his name in just yep but uh, yeah it's I mean defensive end good for you making it on here yeah I'm a little mad that Will Anderson's not there but that's fine right and I know um you know, a lot of people threw out like Jordan Davis too. He's not going to make it anyway. Um, see, the thing is with Jordan Davis is he's he's the middle guy. He gets the double teams. He's not going to get a lot of the stats, but he creates yeah. stats for other people. But yep. um, I mean, that, I don't think that was ever a, con a serious consideration. Although he is a game changer, but not necessarily the appeal that the Heisman voters are looking for. So, yeah. um. And then um, another item of news, obviously, uh, Oklahoma has had a lot of uncertainty and uh, a lot of uh, tumultuous times uh, after Lincoln Riley left. Um, there were rumors um, that Georgia's defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, and a lot of people even had put like breaking news, Dan Lanning goes to Oklahoma, mm -hmm. um, trying to get that story out there first. And it was very confusing to a lot of people. Uh, that turned out not to be true. And then def uh, Clemson's defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, was the one who actually took the job. So um, I think that's probably a good hire. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I do. I think that's that's solid. I also think it's probably time for him to move on from Clemson right now, just given, the, you know, not that you necessarily need to leave when you have a, a down season, but I think – this is the right time to make that step for him. And they're going to need somebody that can really help cultivate a culture. And he's been there to help cultivate that at Clemson. Obviously I know coach Sweeney is the one that really spearheads that, but having those coordinators that can also see what a coach can do when they come in and they really turn a program into something big. Obviously Oklahoma is a big program already, but right now they're dealing with a lot of heartache, mm -hmm. uh, being very surprised that Lincoln Riley left them and, and very salty about it. Yeah, they've been not bitter at all. <laughs> yeah, they've voiced that. So I think it's it's going to be a good thing for them to get him in there. I think that, you know, I love a good defensive coordinator going in and, and stepping up into a head coaching position. Obviously, that's what my head coach did. So, you know, I yeah, think it's good stuff. Brent Venables has been one of the the top uh, top defensive coordinators and top paid coordinators in the country. Yep for a very long time. So probably a little bit overdue. Um, yeah. I think he could have taken many jobs before this. Um, oh, I'm sure. And, I'm sure. Um, and just, uh, I mean, 
kind of hard to, to pass up this one. I think uh, the Oklahoma job as jobs as coaching head coaching jobs go, it's probably one of the better ones. Um, so yeah. kind of no surprise. That he went. With I that. think similar to like when Kirby left us, you know, I, I know Kirby probably got a lot of job offers prior to Georgia, but he, he stayed at Bama for several years. And then when the right one came along, of course, that's where he went. So it, right. it does mean a little bit more, but when the right one comes along, you'll leave the, the historic program you were at that you've really made a name for yourself and a home for yourself there. So, right. And I, I think as you shared with, with us this week, that, um, that, uh, 2015 coaching staff for Bama. Absolutely. Holy cannoli. Like, Let me, I'm pulling it up right now. Cause I feel there's like, like for those that there's have like eight, seven or eight head coaches that aren't just like head coaches, but are like highly sought after names right now. Um, so I'm just going to, all right. For those that aren't sure what we're talking about. So 2015 Nick Saban's coaching staff from 2015 at Alabama and where they are right now. So the first one, obviously Kirby smart. He was our defensive coordinator in 2015. Of course, the head coach at UGA Lane Kiffin was our offensive coordinator. Obviously now the old miss head coach, Billy Napier was our wide receivers coach. He is now the Florida head coach. Um, Mario Cristobal was our O-line coach. He is now the Miami head coach, Mel Tucker, our DBs coach, now the Michigan state head coach, that staff, holy cannoli. Yeah. It's like, no wonder they did well. Right. <laughs> and that's um, just the 2015 staff, right? That's not everybody that has been a Saban disciple that's coaching right now. That's just 2015. And I think that one probably got a lot of attention this week because there's so many names that either either took head coaching jobs or signed yeah. extensions um, yep. like uh, like Tucker did. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's just wild to think of all those great coaching minds in one tree. So um, pretty, pretty cool. We uh, we had we had a natty that year. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, I have my 2017 cup right now, but I do have the 2015 one in the pantry. That, that must be nice. I still have, <laughs> Hey, I have a bottle of Coke from 1980, which I wasn't even alive then, by the way, but my, my grandmother, my 98 year old grandmother saved hers. And um, I think she had like, it had sat in her house like for years and she was going to get rid of it. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so it's uh, sitting in my house right now. It's uh, Coca-Cola from 1980. Hold so, on to it. Don't open it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we did have uh, one question of listener feedback uh, that uh, they said we should talk about on the show tonight. So let's uh, talk about that real, real quick here. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Such a great clip. Um, Never get old. It doesn't. Um, so Gus says we should talk about how do you think the injuries will affect Alabama in the playoffs? And I assume primarily talking about Mechie. So as you mentioned, uh, an ACL tear, um, does that change the dynamic at all? Or do you think, because uh, you, um, you know the team better than I, well, you, does it look good for someone to step up? Someone's going to have to step up, right? Like, But you have to think about it in terms of, when we were in the Iron Bowl this year, we lost Jameson. He, mm -hmm. you know, had a targeting call and he was right. the other. I mean, he's that sort of counterpart to Mechie. 
and he was out and we had to step up and people had to come in and they had to make plays. And obviously we had to start getting, you know, running backs more involved because we just haven't been able to get that run game going like we normally do. It's 100% a concern. However, I will say I'm not as freaked out about it because if you remember last year, Jalen Waddle out early in the season, mm -hmm. the guy who stepped up and stepped in his spot was Devonte Smith. Mm -hmm. Heisman so, winner. Yep. Heisman <laughs> winner um, starting uh, in the NFL right now. So I'm, I'm okay. I know that for us, there's someone that's sitting on the bench that wants to step up and wants to take that spot. And, um, and wants to start getting receptions and what better stage to do that on than in a playoff game. Right. But it, it definitely will affect us. We just gotta, we gotta adjust. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it, it will affect, but um, you never, you never can say, Oh, well, that's gonna, that's gonna put them down and out because look at uh, Robinson this past week right. um, playing like, you know, on one leg and, um, they, they still managed to get stuff. Now he didn't have, you know, a, a tremendous performance like we're used to seeing from him, but he did, he had some good runs. They did what they needed to do. I think they were able to run the ball enough to where mm -hmm. it kept, it kept Georgia off balance as well. So, um, you know, um, e even when guys are playing hurt, sometimes you can't uh, rule it out. So um, I think they'll probably be okay. Um, and like you said, people will step up. It's, it's always that mentality. It's been that mentality for years now is the, the next person up. Um, well, and it's tough too. Um, you know, you can watch so much film on mm -hmm. Mechie. It's it's out there. You can watch it. But the guy sitting on the bench that's about to practice for this playoff game, you have no idea who he is and what he's like. It's just like, I don't remember who I was telling a couple of days ago, but when you have in baseball, a starting pitcher and you, you know, the rotation, you know, who's going to come up. The Braves did it in the world series. They started a guy that his first career you know, MLB, not minor league, but like MLB start was in the World Series because mm -hmm. they didn't want anyone to know what he was like. They wanted to throw off the rotation and you can practice and watch film and prepare for a player and for your matchup. And then when you get there and it's not that guy, you have to adjust on the fly. So it, it definitely creates some some issues for the other team as well. I would never want someone to be hurt and have to put someone else in, but there are advantages to starting someone that another team is not used to seeing. Right. Yep. Um, all right. So um, that kind of does it for this uh, abbreviated episode. Um, Jesse, did you have any thoughts before we sign off? No, I think this is going to be a really exciting playoff for the SEC, just knowing that we have two teams in there. Um, going up against two other conferences. So it's, yeah. it's going to be good stuff. Um, you know, if you're a Georgia fan, don't be down. You're not down and out. You are in the top four, which is a coveted spot that everyone else wishes they had. And we have such an exciting bowl season coming up. And I am thrilled to be able to just sit down and watch football for days and days and days. It's, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Right. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, I would appreciate you guys listening to this SEC championship recap edition of uh, Pigskins and Pageantry. If you would like to contact us, please do so. Uh, if you want to hit us up on email at pigskinsandpageantry at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash pigskinsandpageantry. We were on Twitter at PPSEC Podcast. 
Instagram at Pigskins and Pageantry. And uh, we are available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and most podcasting apps for iPhone, Android, and operating systems. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, checking us out on YouTube. Um, I feel like we uh, um, we have really grown there and appreciate all you guys watching uh, and joining in on the conversation. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please uh, hit subscribe, give us a five-star review, love that. Uh, helps our visibility and uh, tell everybody how awesome you think we are. <laughs> we uh, we appreciate the conversation. And like I said, this is this is half the fun is when you guys jump in. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So, hey, like you said, we're down but not out. Until next time, this is Wes. Go dogs. All right, y'all. I'm going to say it. Bryce Young for Heisman. Let's go. Roll Tide.